This episode is brought to you by Birmingham Black Pride. Join Birmingham Black Pride this August 15th through 18th for BBP 2019. For ticket information, check out our website at www.bhamblackpride.org. That's B-H-A-M-B-A-L-C-K-P-R-I-D-E.org. Hey, what's up, what's up, and welcome to another episode of, I keep wanting to say same cut different things. This is my new podcast, it's titled Let Me Say This, and this is your boy Tony Crystal Walker in the house. What's going on, folks? So, um, before we get started with today's episode, I really want to thank you guys for bearing with us. Hopefully, you're going to start hearing some little differences in the sounds and the way this show is produced but um so today i don't have a guest this is just me so i'm gonna be like riffing for y'all today for a little bit before we get started again i do want to thank y'all for listening to let me say this some of my local listeners have been uh listening to me talk shit since my early facebook days and you know then they made facebook live and so today i actually want to talk about something that i saw on facebook so y'all know that i really really despise Sarah Huckabuck Sanders. Um, she is a disgusting person. I don't know how you get paid to lie to the American public, and 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 it's okay with that. But you know that is what it is. But I'm not going to talk about Sarah today. I really want to talk about what this means for us as a country. Like there was an article that I read. I want to say last year on Vox. It was yeah. It was last August on Vox, and it was written by um, this guy named Sean Ealing. Sean uh, actually had an interview with a professor by the name of Simon Blackburn. And as I was, I don't know how I found that article. Well, somebody posted it, I guess. But I saw that right after I saw the stuff about Huckabuck. And it really pissed me off. Because in this article, Sean Ealing and Simon Blackburn are uh, talking about America's post truth problem. So the very first sentence of this article says, the president of the United States is a serial liar. It goes on to talk about the over 3,000 lies he had told by May of 2018. We know his talking ass has probably gotten even more than that by now, just 2019, almost a year and a half later. So he's probably doubled that at least. But um, they want to talk about America being a post-truth. So like they're saying that since you got a president that can get up and lie so shamelessly, and that's actually the first question, like how do we get to a place where the American president is able to lie so shamelessly and casually without any tangible political consequences? And Mr. Blackburn, I'm not even going to read what he's got to say because it's bullshit, because America just didn't get to a post-truth place or living in the now post-truth world. America has been living in post-truth All her life. Like, as a little girl, she was confused about who she was and what she did. You know, as a little girl, America told you that, you know, I have manifest destiny over this land, and I am bringing me and my whiteness and my Christian God to these savages because these savages really need us. And I'm like, no, they were doing fine without y'all here. But this is the story that you have been telling people. We've been telling people this story forever. And I don't know, it's... It's irritating and it's all it's almost funny because it's almost like white people are just starting to realize that the myth of this American melting pot was problematic from the beginning. So what do I mean by that? 
the melting pot itself is a problematic image because when you think about a melting pot, you take a bunch of different ingredients, you put them into this pot, and you melt them all together. And so when people want to say that they're colorblind, that they don't see color, they don't see race, for me, that's problematic because I need you to see me for everything that I am. I need you to see me as a black man. I need you to see me as a gay man. And I need you to see me as a black gay man. So if I'm in the melting pot with all these other identities, then we just become identity. And we need to see the nuances and the ethnical and the cultural differences. And we can respect those. When people start talking about melting pot and they don't see color, they don't want to address the fact that there is still and probably will always be a lot of racism in this country. Back to the melting pot thing. A melting pot, again, I don't like that. I don't like the way that looks. So for me, I think America, I heard someone say it should be more like a salad where you put all these ingredients in and they complement each other and go together and give you a nice flavor. Well, the problem with that, when it comes to the lies that America has been telling, those are the lies that America wants to tell you. She wants to tell you that she's always done right by people. She wants to tell you that, you know, we need guns because... You know, if these black men are trying to rape these white women, you know, when you think about the proliferation of guns, it didn't start until after slavery. So why do you think white people needed guns after slavery? You know, you go through all this stuff, and America's still trying to sell you this bill of goods, saying that she's good and she's caring and she's kind. And she literally is the evil woman who puts children in cages and kills them. So this whole thing that Mr. Ealing and Mr. Blackburn were talking about us just all of a sudden now we're just getting to the point where we're living in a uh, post-truth world and and we've been in post-truth one of my um one of my high school friends i literally fell out with her it was in the 2008 or 2012 presidential cycle i lost most of my white friends from high school over this presidency because they are some real racist bigoted assholes and i'm off wondering why so many of my classmates, my black classmates, are still friends with their asses. But anyway, not my circus, not my monkeys. But one of my classmates had posted this um, thing about the Civil War and why it started on Jefferson Davis Day or whatever day they put up against uh, Martin Luther King's birthday. But pretty much this um, article was saying that, you know, the South, the agrarian South was a place where there was Southern gentlemen and fine Southern bells and everything was just wonderful. You know, the black people had immigrated over so they could work for us in our fields so that they can get a better life. You know, it sounded like that Ben Carson bullshit that he tried to talk about with immigrant workers referring to slaves. Dumbass. But anyway, she had posted this article. It was like, well, you know, what was so wrong with that? And I'm like, really, bitch? Like, this is where you're going to go with this? Like, you don't understand that having people as slaves was a problem, which is what the agrarian South thrived on? Literally, black people breaking their backs, building this country up. And then back to America and her inability to tell the truth. Well, the black people were lazy. Black people were lazy. Black people built this damn country while your lazy ass is sat around here, you know, raping slaves. But... Saying that somehow America just kind of slipped into a post-truth world, again, it's really disingenuous, and it actually comes from a, a place of privilege. Think about it. You got two cisgender white men talking about another cisgender white man who all he does is lie, and they want to act like he was the first liar that they had. I mean, 
Come on, folks. Like, seriously, we have been lied to by our government for years, and I'm not talking about those crazy-ass conspiracy theory nonsense, but just in the way that our government has operated, the things that we've done, the lies that we told ourselves about our history. And, you know, it's interesting. I was having a conversation earlier tonight, and I was talking to a group of mostly white women. There were, like, three white women and an Asian woman and me. And I was talking to them about LGBTQ rights, being black, being black and gay, and just how layered having all those identities are and how, you know, fraught it is in a country that has continued to lie about itself. And now we're a country that not has lied about itself in the past, but we actually have people in office, people who are in public positions who are lying to us in our faces every day and they're lying and laughing at us because there apparently is nothing that we can do about it. There is. Go vote. But this was brought up because, again, that article that I saw about Sarah Huckabee Sanders just bothered me. This bitch really thinks that she is the most transparent and forthcoming press secretary. Like, seriously? Like, that bitch wouldn't know the truth if it was disguised as a hamburger. And we know she knows what hamburgers look like, especially one from McDonald's since that's where her boss seems to cater all of his state dinners. Just Craziness. How does she think that she is transparent? Opaque, maybe, but transparent? Again, I think she has trouble with definitions because that line, bitch, the last thing she is is transparent about anything. But, and again, you know, the whole article that bothered me was written by two white men. And let me just say this. I think they probably meant well, but only two white men in America, even if they, I don't know what, what they lean like. Are they conservative or liberal? I'm not sure. But whatever they are, they are totally clueless because America has not just started to lie. So the last question I'm going to read that Sean asked was, how do we encourage people to tell about the truth and to hold liars accountable for their lies? <laughs> that's funny because that's questions that you should not have to ask grown-ass adults. Like, we should know how to tell the fucking truth. And, again, they're blaming it all on Donald Trump like America has had a spotless record all of her life. This bitch been lying since she was a little girl. America, girl, you are a liar, and we know that you're lying. You've always lied. And now, again, we're just going to blame this all on Donald Trump because we were a spotless nation before that. I mean, good grief. Anyway, okay, so it's time for me to take my first break. And after the break, I'm going to talk about some local Foolishness and fuckery. Alabama knows. Alabama's another problem. I think they probably went to elementary school together, America and Alabama, because Alabama's problematic as fuck, too. But anyway, we'll be back. This episode is brought to you by Birmingham Black Pride. Join Birmingham Black Pride this August 15th through 18th for BBB 2019. For ticket information, check out our website at www.bhamblackpride.org. That's B-H-A-M-B-A-L-C-K. P-R-I-D-E dot O-R-G. So we are back. Thanks again for listening to Let Me Say This. Uh, this is my blog podcast in which I talk about issues and just crazy shit that goes on in our country, in our world. So I'm tired of talking about America and that's since Let's talk about her crazy-ass cousin, Miss Alabama. So got on Facebook, and one of the first articles I see says, Mobile County Treasurer stands by controversial quote, Phil Benson, Mobile, Alabama, piece of shit. Um, he says this guy needs to move to a place he has wanted. Freaking queers have gotten too much sympathy, a real abomination. 
what in all the fucks are you talking about, sir? Like, how much sympathy have we gotten? Like, really, what what's what's going on, Mister Benson? Like, what? I, I feel like you got some stuff you want to tell somebody because the only men who I know who are that vehemently anti-gay are usually gay in their conversion therapy field. So, bro, whatever your problem is, you can go ahead and come on out. But this is the problem that I have with conservatives. They are saying that we do too much tone policing and, you know, everything is so politically correct. And, you know, as a white man, I can't call you a nigger or a spick or, you know, I can't say Jew you down. No, you can't do all that because that's not being politically correct. As I said in my podcast with Dave earlier, that's just being an asshole. And you can be an asshole if you want to, but the rest of us should not have to endure it. So I'm pretty sure nothing's going to happen to him because the people who voted him in the office probably think in the same fucked up manner that he does. But I just think it's a shame that you have a public official who has no fear in making you know public statements like that because he knows nothing's going to happen to him. It's not a good look. It makes our state look terrible. And, well, it's terrible. But it's just not a good look to have public officials behaving like that. And all I can do is just say that, you know, we know why people are acting like this. is because they feel emboldened by their hate. And they're getting the, the nod in the, in the red meat from, you know, the White House. It's absolutely infuriating, but... You know, who am I? Just some black boy from Dolomite. But maybe Mobile County will get it together. But I'm also pretty sure that this was the uh, attorney who was fighting so hard against same-sex marriage and laws. And I guess she still it. But it is what it is. But I, I don't understand how gay people being able to marry affects straight people in a negative way. And maybe you're a straight person and you're listening to this and you feel that way. Maybe you should just send me a inbox message on Facebook or something and tell me why you feel that me getting married affects you negatively. I still don't understand the whole way of thinking, the whole way of processing what makes you think that the action someone else does affects you, whether it's your belief or not. And his whole thing was he thought that being gay was an abomination and that's his opinion. And that's right. That's your opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one. And some of them stink like his, but I don't know. I'm tired. I'm tired of people in being intolerant. I'm tired of people feeling like they get to tell everybody else what to do because they've misinterpreted this little book book from, you know, 2000 years ago. So on to more disturbing news about white people. So one of the Parkland kids, and this is really disappointing to me. One of the kids who survived the shooting at Parkland uh, high school last year, in Florida by the name of Kyle Kashoff. He is um, pro-gun, and I don't see a problem with people being pro-gun, except when pro-gun is a, um, you know, catch-all for racist. So um, he's mad because Harvard University, he had gotten accepted into Harvard University, and they sent him this letter, ended up saying, we are sorry about the circumstances that have led us to withdraw your admission, and we wish you success in your future academic uh, endeavors. And this is a response because this poor guy that we should all be feeling sorry for, but it's hard for me to muster up just one ounce of sympathy for him because he had a, uh, a post that he posted, and I quote, if you got kids listen to this, which I hope you don't. Certainly kids have something better to do than listen to this crap. But anyway, here it is. 
Just fuck my ass now. Now, bitch, where are you? Get in the fucking moped and drive, biatch. Nigga, 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 nigga. Like, I'm really good at typing nigga, okay? Like, practice makes perfect, huh, son? First of all, the first time you spell nigga, you spell it wrong. Let's just put that out there. Uh, secondly, you're appropriating what you feel to be black culture by saying biatch. And then you're a racist little fuck because why would you write that? In in the day with social media being so prevalent, why would you put that on social media knowing your dumb ass has applied to Harvard University, got accepted, and now you get kicked out? And what the killer is, this little son of a bitch says that he was deeply concerned about Harvard's action. Deeply concerned? Like, little motherfucker, were you not concerned about using the N-word like that when you're talking about people? I, I really don't even like using the term. But he had no problem doing that. Uh, he had no problem cursing. And then knowing these people, Harvard is not like some community college. This is like one of the most prestigious colleges in the United States. And you and your immature racist ass want to go up there spreading filth and hate. Those people ain't having it. And they may feel the same way that you do, but they're not going to um, validate that shit in public. So, you know, go go away. Go away, little boy. Because that's some bullshit. But it's also problematic when it comes to now we got a whole new crop of young races who are ready to, you know, take up their tiki torches and don their khakis and walk through Charlottesville, Virginia again, saying Jews will not replace us. That's what I'm trying to say is us being quiet about racism, and especially white people being quiet about racism, is not getting rid of racism faster. I don't think it's getting rid of racism at all. This child is 18 years old, and he already has some of the most messed up thoughts about black people, and he just thinks that it could just it's just okay to say that. I don't know. I really want to feel sorry for this kid. He went through a lot of trauma with that whole thing with Parkland. And then you come out of it, you know, just as racist and just as crazy. And I'm going to call racist crazy because that's nothing sane about being a racist. So it's really a shame that we can't be sad for Polo Tink Tink, who now won't be going to Harvard University because he's a young asshole. Oh, Jesus Christ. So anyway, so this is going to be the end of my little one shot for right now. I got some more guests lined up. I bought some more technology. I'm producing at home in the hee hutch, baby. Uh, so we're going to see how that goes. Uh, let me know what you think about this short, uh, short, short, short. If you got any ideas, please uh, send them to me. You can send me an email at TonyDCWalker at gmail.com. That's T-O-N-Y-D-C, like DC Comics, W-A-L-K-E-R, at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Facebook. I'm a about to create a facebook page for the podcast so if you got any show ideas or any people you want me to try to talk to uh let me know um this is again this is me being me hope you enjoyed it and hope to talk to y'all soon peace